On this Stewardship Commitment Sunday, our theme continues to be, for us, what you're going to do with what you got. Part three. Please take out the sermon notes that have been prepared for you. In part one, we saw that God gives. And then that God chooses to give through people. And in giving, we become partners with God. So today we look at how God gives through people whose motives are pure. We look at just why do we give what we give. I begin with the personal illustration that speaks to our attitudes and just why we give what we give. Years ago when our kids were young, we often went to McDonald's. I remember sitting at the booth and my son had some French fries. You know how the smell of those fries are. You look at those fries and you just seem to want one. So I reached over and took one of his fries, just one. And my son objected. He didn't want me to have any. He said they were his fries. And I thought about that event. Some thoughts came into my mind for a future sermon. He does not really understand where those fries come from. He doesn't understand that I'm the source of those fries. I didn't come into McDonald's and make those fries, but I was the one who put the money on the counter. He has those fries because of Dad. He doesn't understand that. Secondly, he doesn't realize that at any time I want to, I could reach over there and take away all of his fries. I could. Thirdly, he doesn't realize that I can go over to the counter and buy enough fries to bury him in French fries. (laughs) And finally, he doesn't understand that I'm the source of those fries, and I can take them and I can give him more. He doesn't understand if I wanted to, I could go and get my own fries. I really do not need his fries. I can get along without his fries. But isn't that just like each one of us? God gives to us some french fries. Yes, sure he does. And God says, I will give to each one of you some fries. To some he'll give ten fries, to some five fries, to others two. And once in a while God reaches down and he takes one. And what really breaks God's heart is our attitude when he does that. We say, what you doing reaching down for one of my french fries? Go buy yourself a quarter pounder with cheese. When I look at the churches at Macedonia, the Apostle Paul uses them as an example of giving to the Christians in Corinth. So we want to use this wonderful group of Christians as our example today also. So we're going to look at seven principles of giving from the churches in Macedonia. In your notes, number one, the first principle is they gave sacrificially. The Macedonians gave sacrificially. See, when Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, he said, I want you to be just like those churches in Macedonia These churches were in the region of Thessalonica and Berea. I want you to be like those churches. I want you to give sacrificially. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, verses 1 to 3. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of very severe 
trial, their overflowing joy, their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. Notice all the superlatives in those verses. In your notes it says, most severe trial. There was overflowing joy. And you notice there was extreme poverty, but rich generosity. One commentator said that they had a severe ordeal of troubles, yet they were overflooded with generosity. Let's stop and think about that for a moment. These Christians were deeply afflicted and in poverty. Financially and physically, they were in terrible straits. But God's word says that they have joy and they are giving generously. Well, that just doesn't make sense. Next, look at the comparatives there. First, from a world view. They would see the deeply afflicted, both physically and financially. Well, that means, from a worldly view, that we must be the receivers. We need the help. But in your notes, from a spiritual view, they see the deeply afflicted, both physically and financially. And God's word says that equals the opportunity to be givers. For the Macedonians, they are not just receiving, they are also giving. The Macedonians were giving as they were able. That is, they gave going to their limits. In your notes, we look at that principle. Until we go to the edge, God does not give us more. God wants to trust us to trust him in times of poverty as well as those times of abundance. So what you're going to do with what you got? In these verses from Corinthians, we find that these Christians gave to the very edge of their ability as they were able. And it's when we give of our best. It is when we stretch. It's when we sacrifice. When we explore the outer regions that God is able to do extra things for us. Look at Luke 21, verses 1 to 4. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. I don't know if there is a message there that Jesus watches the offering. Wouldn't people be a little offended if Jesus or your pastors would stand nearby looking at the offering plate as it was going by? Maybe turning some of the checks over to, 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 so the top side would be showing. Don't worry because your pastors are not looking. But the Gospel of Luke does say, as Jesus looked up, he saw... He saw the rich putting their gifts into the tent, treasure, temp, temple treasury. He also saw the poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave of their gifts out of their wealth. She gave out of her poverty. She put in all she had left to live on. Looking at that principle for our Christian stewardship, in your notes, in God's eyes, you can be a big giver with a little gift. In the view of the world, it might be a little gift from a, gives you, from a little giver. But in God's eyes, it is big. Because you're giving a sacrificial gift of your time, your talents, and your finances. So the first principle from the church in Macedonia, they gave sacrificially. In your notes number two, the second principle is they gave supernaturally. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 3. 
for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. The Macedonians gave supernaturally. There is a definite relationship between us doing our part and giving what we can give and God coming alongside of us and making up the difference. I'm talking about a supernatural or a spiritual dimension. The world's view simply does not understand this promise of God to his children who are faithful. The world does not understand how you can be a large giver with very little to give from. Look at the principle in your notes. When you have little to give, when in your notes you do not, and you do what you are able, God will help us do beyond our ability. The church at Macedonia gave sacrificially, they gave supernaturally. Number three, and you know it's the third principle about the church in Macedonia. They gave joyfully. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 2 on the back of your notes. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Looking also at 2 Corinthians 9, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. See, the Macedonians were happy givers. I would think that I had died and went to heaven if I announced the time of the offering in a service, and all the faces would light up and you would say, wow, this is the moment I've been waiting for. But the Macedonians gave. Number one, sacrificially. Number two, they gave supernaturally. Number three, they gave joyfully. Number four in your notes, the fourth principle is they gave willingly. Yeah, they gave willingly. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 3 and 4, even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. This was not pressured was of their own accord. They gave willingly because they understood the principle in your notes. Because giving is a spiritual exercise. They wanted to give before being asked. The Macedonians realized that this was a spiritual exercise for them. This was a growth in their Christian life. So they wanted to give out of a heart of joy, willingly. One father was trying to teach his son the joy of giving. So he gave his son a dollar, bill, and also a quarter. He said, when you go to church this morning, you put in either one. You give the dollar bill or the quarter in the offering plate. After church, his dad could hardly wait to see what happened. He said, son, when the offering plate came by, what did you do? His son said, when the offering plate came by, I was going to give the dollar bill. But right before the offering plate came by, the pastor said, God loves the cheerful giver. And I thought that I would give much more cheerfully if I gave the quarter. <laughs> that was not what Paul was talking about here. The Macedonians gave sacrificially. They gave supernaturally. They gave joyfully. They gave willingly. Number five in your notes, the fifth principle is that they gave eagerly. Paul here is really picturing the desire of every church treasure concerning his church members. 
Look at 2 Corinthians 8, 4. They urgently pleaded with us. They begged for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. Paul is saying that these Christians in Macedonia are begging us to give. What a switch. Instead of Paul pushing and pulling and plugging away and promoting the offering, these people are saying, Paul, we want to give. What can, when can we give our money? That's really the definition of a church treasurer who has died and went to heaven. When can we give? The Christians in Macedonia, they gave eagerly. Number six, the sixth principle on your notes. They gave surprisingly. Looking at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 5, they exceeded our expectations. Paul, of course, did not expect this. This whole section of Scripture, because of the extreme poverty of the people. Paul did not really come to them to expect anything from them because they were probably worse off than the churches that they were going to help in Jerusalem with this offering. But what a surprise. The Macedonians gave surprising. It was unexpected. And number seven in your notes, the seventh principle about this church in Macedonia is they gave spiritually. And this is a key. They gave themselves to the Lord first. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, 5. Paul says, but they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. Because God gave his son on the cross for his people. Now Christians give of themselves in service to God first and then to others serving them. Let me conclude with four observations from that short phrase of they gave themselves to the Lord. Number one, God wants the giver before the gift. It's very plain. They must first give themselves to the Lord. God wants our hearts first. When the usher passes the offering plate first, you climb into the offering plate yourself. You see, God doesn't want your gifts, your time, your talents until he has your life, your heart. God wants the giver first. Number two, the second observation I made of this short phrase is that giving is a spiritual matter. It's always a spiritual matter. They gave themselves to the Lord first. The whole matter of giving is a matter of a spiritual walk with God, of knowing that you are a child of God through your baptism, through the redeeming work of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Some teach a prosperity giving, that the more you give, the more material things you get. But that's not really biblical. The more you give, the more grace you will have in your heart. We give because of spiritual matter. It enlarges your heart, but not necessarily your pockets. Number three, the third observation I make is your giving is not restricted to money. They gave themselves to the Lord. Giving is not restricted to just finances. If you remember the trust account transfer, where you were asked to think about your talents and your abilities that God has given to you, then think about transferring or giving that ability, that talent, to someone else. Put it on their account to help them. Give to others what God has given to you, what you're going to do with what you got. Number four, the final observation, is that our motive for giving can be pure only because of the cross. Jesus suffered and died on the cross to forgive us our sins, to purify us from selfish motives, to cleanse us from all sin, 
And only as we trust in Jesus and know that his blood was shed, that his life was given for us, only as we in faith receive his precious body and blood in the sacrament can our motives and our response become pure. So the Macedonians gave sacrificially, they gave supernaturally, joyfully, they gave willingly, eagerly, and they gave surprisingly, they gave spiritually. Amen.